Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. It's Friday, and it's my guys in the desert, Matt Humans and Aaron Renning from the South Point Sportsbook here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a uh, interesting lineup on today's show. We're going to talk the rodeo with uh, Tough Hedeman. He's going to be in studio. Uh, the rodeo comes to the South Point this weekend. He's a pro rodeo Hall of Fame bull rider, and uh, he's going to be in studio with us in 45 minutes. Interesting conversation with him. And Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director, joins us in studio to talk college football uh, about one hour from now. My question would be, Matt, yeah. can, you, can you bet the rodeo? I, yeah. I, I don't know. It, I, South Point, they don't put lines up. I would assume somewhere, certainly underground, you can probably bet on the rodeo. Some place, that would make it a lot more entertaining. Sometimes you can bet on the rodeo. It depends when it's here in uh, Vegas in December. The mm-hmm. National Finals Rodeo was up at uh, some books, Bet MGM books, and the South Point has put rodeo numbers up in the past. Okay. But I don't think Jimmy Vaccaro makes the rodeo numbers no? here at the South Point. I don't <laughs> think Chris does either. Anyway, let's open with uh, MLB and uh, bullpen implosions. Uh, Garrett Cole's going to start tonight for the Yankees. They try to rebound. They blew a 3-1 to lead last night in the ninth inning. Lost to the Boston Red Sox 5-4 to in the series opener at Fenway Park. And, you know, Dave Koken joined us earlier in the week, and he talked about all he bets is first fives this season because he can't deal with bullpen mm-hmm. um, variants anymore. Uh, do you take sort of that same approach when you bet baseball? Because if you bet the Yankees last night, you were in position to have a nice win at an underdog price, 3-1 lead in the ninth, and boom. 
It's gone. Uh, first off, two incredible baseball games last night. I would say, Matt, the probably the two biggest rivalries in Major League Baseball, the yeah. Yankees, Red Sox, and, of course, the Giants and the Dodgers. Maybe not so good if you had bets uh, on the Dodgers and or uh, the Yankees. I had the over, Matt, in the Giants-Dodgers game, seven and a half. So uh, a very lucky, fortunate uh, to win that game. But... I thought, you know, I've always been a starting pitching guy, and obviously starting pitching used to mean a lot more. Uh, but I think the, you know, the five inning lines pretty much since you and I have moved to Vegas, maybe a little bit after they started coming to fruition, I thought it was the best thing ever. And, you know, they used to price them basically what the game line would be or a little bit less. If you had a dollar, you know, 60 favorite, they'd be a dollar 45 right. uh, in the five inning. Obviously, uh, these get uh, bet out and pretty much corrected at this time. Uh, but still, I whenever I bet a Major League Baseball game, very rare uh, that I would not bet the five inning line included in my in my game bet somehow. Yeah, you talked about it too. The Dodgers also blew a three to one lead in the ninth inning last night, and uh, the Giants pulled that one out in L.A. And that was Kenley Jansen again with the bullpen imposure for the saves. Dodgers. I know. But I mean, yeah. it's a little bit hard to uh, to blame him, although he did put them in a predicament uh, in that inning. Uh, but, you know, with that said, Matt, it was certainly, the, you know, the, the put out at second base, just kind of lazy baseball uh, by the Dodgers. Great base running uh, by the Giants in that instance for that guy to get in a second. I was watching the press conference from Gabe Kapler after the game, and he basically said that was the play of the game. You know, the guy hustled into second base, and then obviously the check swing uh, that was fortunate uh, if you were uh, on the over of the Giants as well. No, that's a good point, too. But Kenley Jansen did his part yeah, to right. uh, screw up that inning. But, the, yeah, the second baseman needed to stretch. He needed to stretch oh, for that ball. Right. And also, I thought the throw should have been harder. Right. They were too, a little bit too casual on that play. Allowed the Giants to keep the game alive and then the check swing. That's a 50-50 call. You never know how that's going to go, but it looked like he went. Dave uh, Roberts was hot about it, but he was also trying to protect his closer, Kenley Jansen, hearing the boos this week. And I think – uh, the Dodgers have to make a serious uh, make a serious move to add to their bullpen, and they probably will before the trade deadline comes up here in uh, less than ten days. I think it's about a week away. Uh, anyway, the the Yankees blew a three to one lead in the ninth inning last night, lost to the Red Sox. The Dodgers also blew a three to one lead in the ninth, lost to the Giants. Now the Yankees and Red Sox do it again tonight. Garrett Cole starts. He's ten and four, and uh, Cole with a zero point nine four WHIP. 11.9 strikeouts per nine. He's uh, rebounded a little bit uh, here in, a, in recent starts. And he is an underdog tonight at Fenway Park. Cole plus 108 against Eduardo Rodriguez. Erod, the favorite for the Red Sox at Fenway. Did you play the game? Uh, I have uh, some over money in that one. Total of eight and a half tonight in Boston on that one. The Dodgers actually open a series at home. David Price scheduled to go against Chichi Gonzalez. That's Rockies at Dodgers with the Dodgers' big favorites in the minus 280 range here at the South Point. Take a quick break here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome to My Guys in the Desert on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Matt Humans and Aaron Renning. You can follow him at ER Sports One. 
You're back from Milwaukee. Were you celebrating with the Greek freak in the streets of downtown Milwaukee uh, when the Bucks won the NBA championship? Well, it would almost be a Chick-fil-A. He made a lot of news at the Chick-fil-A, Matt. But uh, actually, I did not go. I could not get the logistics right. Uh, I never went back to uh, Milwaukee. I was going to go back for what game uh, four or perhaps game six. Just couldn't get the logistics right. Boy, I looked like uh, I missed a pretty good uh, party uh, in Milwaukee, uh, Matt. Well, maybe better to miss it, but uh, it would have been good to be at the game. I thought you told me you were on the way to the game when I talked to you last week. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was. It was just too much to put together uh, last week. All right, let's talk NFL. Training camp's open next week. That's great news, actually. It's uh, great to be able to talk to the NFL on a daily basis again. And uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys a little bit here at the uh, top. Cowboys are going to fe- be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. Jerry Jones loves the attention like no other owner in the NFL. Uh, Zeke Elliott off a down season. The Cowboys really collapsed after Dak Prescott went down uh, last year. Zeke had one of his worst seasons, if not his worst. And uh, he's going to take his best shot here. We, we, heard the, we heard the news yesterday about the NFL threatening forfeits if uh, unvaccinated players are, are testing positive for COVID. And it's a cluster of players. And if you have to delay or cancel games, those are going to be forfeits. Some players uh, speaking out about that. Some players okay with it. Zeke Elliott said yesterday, I got the vaccine just because I wanted to put myself in the best situation to be out there for my team week in and week out. And uh, that was courtesy of USA Today. And uh, he explained his position. Other guys have differing positions. Uh, ER, obviously, the NFL is doing everything it can to make sure the season goes off without a hitch. No games are pushed back. No games have to be rescheduled or canceled. And uh, the players who don't want to take the shot might be left behind. I think that's the, uh, the harsh uh, side of the business aspect of it. But does it impact the way you look at season win totals or anything at all? When uh, I think the NFL is trying to get ahead of this, and I anticipate no big problems. You know, certainly, Matt, it's a slippery slope uh, how this is addressed. But I, I think we know one thing with the way the NFL played last year. They're going to take a hard line. Uh, they're going to play these games, or they are going to forfeit. I don't think there's any... Um, I don't think there's a lot of, uh, you know, talk going on. I think that's the way it's going to be. So, um, you know, obviously two or three months ago when things were opening up and stadiums were allowing people, you really didn't think it was going to be that major of a deal as we approach football season. But now things have certainly changed really the last couple of weeks, maybe the last month, uh, Matt, where it's, it's probably going to be a little bit trickier to handicap these football games. And certainly, for me, it was probably more college football. Boy, that was an awfully tough season to handicap with all the COVID issues in, in, in football. I'm glad you brought that up because I was talking about this with somebody last night. So I don't think this is going to be a problem in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a problem in college football, unfortunately. You know, <laughs> because you can't regulate. You can't do the same things. In, yeah, you're uh, dealing with so many more with student athletes than right. you can with the NFL. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's just uh, obviously if you're a student athlete, it's very difficult to live in a bubble. It, you're right. dealing with so many more people. So um, yeah, uh, again, uh, I'm not looking forward to that aspect of it for college football. All right, let's look at some uh, NFL division prices, and these are courtesy of uh, Circa Sports. And uh, the Packers open training camp Tuesday. Will Aaron Rodgers report sometime soon? Uh, you're a Packers fan. You grew up in Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm not going to say you're a Packers super fan, but uh, you did grow up in Wisconsin, followed this team. I've probably followed the Packers more closely than any other team. 
Do you have any feel for what you think is going to happen here? Because I think at some point in August, Rodgers is probably going to have to show up at Packers game. I think ever since I was uh, probably in my early 20s, I've probably bet against the Packers more than I've bet on them, Matt. So no allegiance uh, okay. to that Packer team. But you're right. I always have a little bit more of a feel. I mean, at this point, you're running out of options here. I, I mean, if there's going to be some sort of trade, it has to come. I guess Rodgers could perhaps – uh, sit out, but you know, just talked about the NFL taking a hard line. It seems like Aaron Rodgers is leaning uh, that way uh, as well. So it's it's so difficult to say. Obviously, the circumstances. You look back to last year, MVP type of year. Rodgers was with the coach and going through all these plays and etc. Even if Rodgers comes back, I, I certainly don't expect the the Packers to be uh, what they were last year. And I'd be looking to bet against them to win the division. All right, let's look at this. Uh, the weakest links, which, where are they? Which division favorites are the most fragile? We're going to start in the NFC against Circus Sports Prices here to win the division. NFC East, Cowboys plus 135. Washington football team, the second choice there. Packers plus 110. Buccaneers, odds-on favorites at minus 210. And 49ers, slight favorites in the NFC West at plus 210. The Rams are plus 220. Uh, which division favorite do you believe is the most fragile on that list. You know, first of all, we're going to go through all these divisions. I think they're all a little bit vulnerable. It is the NFL. You know, you look at the Cowboys last year, look to be, uh, and, and things just change awful quickly. Um, obvi- again, you know, the minus Tampa Bay being a minus 210 favorite, they should be able to win the division, but don't want to pencil them in quite right. But to me, it comes down probably the Packers at plus 110. I'm looking to bet against that team in some way, shape, or form. Even And it's, it's tricky because, you know, whether Rodgers comes up, there are not on the board in a lot of these places, um, but you know whether it is announced, and to a degree, I hope Rodgers does come back because I'll get a little bit more value betting against them. And, and of course, the 49ers, Matt, at 210, that's going to be the, I guess, the highest choice probably when we talk about uh, all these teams. But you know, Seattle and the Rams, even Arizona, uh, you, you're talking about all every team in that division has a chance. Uh, that's that's the best division, I think, and at least the best division race, the NFC West. So in the East, the Cowboys are plus 135. Washington football team plus 230, Giants plus 420, Eagles plus 550. I, I think certainly the Cowboys are fragile favorites until proven otherwise. I, I actually like the Washington football mm-hmm. team in that division, um, which would be a repeat for the team formerly known as the Redskins. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I see. I, that's the thing is you, you, you try to go Washington's through that division. Got, you think and Washington's I, got the best defense in that division? Yeah, right? they definitely yeah. do. And I, I I have a hard time really getting endorsing any of those teams. You know, the Cowboys always find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. I'm not as high uh, on Washington as a lot of people are. I have Fitz Magic mm-hmm. at quarterback. Uh, obviously, it's going to be an upgrade for them from what they had last year, but he's not a guy that's going to get them to uh, a real high level. The Giants and Eagles have some issues as well. But with that said, I, I'd probably look try to make a case for the Giants or the Eagles to okay. win that division. All right, let's look at the NFC North. And since I did this graphic last night, Circa has changed the price on the Packers from plus 110 to plus 125. And uh, Vikings second choice at plus 170. Bears 380 and the Lions 18 to 1. And uh, I bet the uh, Vikings to win this division at the South Point in May at plus 350. Wow. Uh, how do you think this price gets adjusted if Aaron Rodgers does report now? And I agree with you. If you look at the Packers' schedule, it's a first place schedule. And even with Rodgers, I think they're going to struggle to be a 10 and 7 uh, type of team. Uh, so, how do you think the price changes if Rodgers. Um, reports to camp in a few weeks. 
Uh, that's a heck of a price you got there on the Vikings. What did you say the Vikings are plus now? Plus 350 then, and now it's plus 170. You can still find two to one or a little bit better at some books out uh-huh. there. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely the team that I'm interested in. Again, I mean, I, I, I'm no odds maker, Matt, but just off the top of my head, I mean, Minnesota almost goes to minus $2, $253, I think, if Rodgers isn't in there. If he doesn't. Remember, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he is that big of a deal. I mean, to me, the Packers go down to, you know, the certainly the Bears level, maybe even a little bit lower. Let's look at the Packers' schedule quickly because um, Mitch Moss and I have talked about this a lot for the past month on the Follow the Money. Even with Rodgers, this is going to be a tough road to hoe for the Packers. Mm-hmm. They open at the Saints. Uh, they get a little bit of a breather in week two at home against the Lions. I have no idea why that game's scheduled for Monday Night Football. Uh, week three at 49ers, then Steelers. At Bengals, all right, that's it for the soft spots. At the Bears, Washington. At Cardinals, at Chiefs, versus Seahawks. At Vikings, versus Rams, versus Bears. At Ravens, Browns, Vikings, and then Week 17 or Week 18 at Lions. So that's a, that's a really difficult schedule. If you're grading schedules in the NFL, that's got to be one of the five toughest. Yeah, uh, there's different ways to grade schedules in the NFL. But I mean, if Rodgers yeah. plays, I mean, nine wins is, is a pretty good year with that schedule. That's what I said. If Rodgers plays, ten and seven is a good year against that schedule. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. You say nine, huh? Right. I mean, that's tough. Yeah. And again, 17-game season, and the AFC teams each get an extra home game this season. So keep that in mind when you're breaking down win totals. Uh, let's go to uh, the NFC South. The Bucks basically with the entire team back. We, mm-hmm. we don't see this too often where a Super Bowl winner has essentially every starter back and uh, the entire team back. And that's why the Bucks are odds-on favorites in the South at minus 230. Second choice, Saints plus 425. And the Saints won this division last year. Don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, third choice is a tie between the Panthers and the Falcons at about 9.5 to 1. Uh, are the Bucks? A little bit fragile. You think they have a stranglehold on this? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think, again, all these teams are going to be a little bit vulnerable. You have to remember Tampa Bay didn't have – I mean, it took them a while for that team to get together last year. They yeah. certainly had some bad games with Tom Brady at the quarterback. New Orleans for sure gave them uh, that first game some issues uh, in there. So do you get that sense of urgency uh, from day one? You know, remember with Brady was with New England. They'd always maybe start a little bit slow and pick up momentum. Uh, as the year moved forward, obviously New Orleans still uh, a very good team, and they didn't have that great a quarterbacking last year with Drew Brees uh, in the fold. So, um, yeah, I, I, I have no issues trying to trying to uh, knock off the Buccaneers here. All right, take the Saints at about plus four twenty five. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to NFC West and uh, the Forty ers narrow favorites here: plus two ten, Rams two twenty, Seahawks two forty, and the Cardinals at about six to one. This is going to be a great division race. Yeah, I mean, this is it, and you're right. I mean, you don't want to be playing this division because it looks, at least on paper, uh, to be uh, the best here. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I guess you could argue, Matt, that the 49ers have the worst quarterback in this division. And here they are, the favorites. Uh, to win here at uh, plus 210, obviously the injuries that they've had. And they have a ton of talent here, but they lose their defensive coordinator, uh, et cetera. So, again, it's, it's another team that maybe you want to take a, a, a shot against, whether it's the Rams, Arizona, or Seattle. I'm not sure which one of those three um, I, I like more than the other here. All right, let's take a look at the AFC. I'm, I'm undecided on the NFC West, too. I guess if I 
if I played it, I'd, I'd look for a little bit better price than plus 220 on the Rams somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, AFC, Bills, odds-on favorites. How about that? We haven't seen this for a long time. Buffalo Bills minus 165. Patriots are the uh, second choice of plus 360. Dolphins of 4-1. to one, And the Jets at 27-1. to one. In the AFC North, uh, the Ravens, slight favorites, plus 125 over the Browns, who are plus 130. Steelers, 6-1. to one, And Bengals, about 18-1. to one. So let's start there. What's your take on the AFC East? I actually spent about 10 hours on this division yesterday, about two and a half hours on each team. Um, at, so very fresh in my memory. And, you know, the Bills are going to be uh, obviously very difficult to knock off. Uh, deserved favorite uh, in this division. However, you know, last year people will say, well, they don't have a quarterback. They're still going to have quarterback issues. Certainly that changed last year. But, you know, can I think that's the biggest thing. Can they duplicate uh, what they did uh, from an offensive uh, standpoint with Allen last year, and mm-hmm. you know, but you know, they they had the same coordinators. The you know, the, the, uh, Doble, the offensive coordinator coming back is huge uh, for this team. Essentially, the same team, so they should be. You know, you think of all the teams in the NFL, the Bills are pretty much who we think they are. But you know, can the Patriots uh, or the Dolphins? Jets are going to be better, but they're not ready to win this division yet. Um, I. I, I go both ways on the Patriots, Matt. You know, yes, they should be better. Uh, the quarterback is still going to be a great question. I'm not sure that this is uh, Belichick can just will this team to a division title. Okay, I'm optimistic about the Patriots, yeah. but I can understand uh, the hesitation about Cam Newton. How about the AFC North? Uh, splitting hairs here at the top between the Ravens and the Browns and the Steelers are six to one. Bengals seven, seventeen or eighteen to one. Uh, do you like the Ravens or the uh, or the Browns? Do you prefer one or the other? Uh, I'm I'm fine with the Ravens being the favorite. Yeah. I, I'm very comfortable that they should be. I'm probably actually not looking to go against them. Bengals or Pittsburgh, not big fans of, of those. Bengals are not ready to make that leap no. yet. And Cleveland it, it certainly deserves uh, to be there. And, and yeah, probably fifty fifty. So this one is is pretty much priced right. I, I you know I just don't see a, a big dog here coming through and beating. Uh, the Ravens in this division. Okay, let's go to the uh, AFC South. Colts at even money. Titans plus one twenty-five. Jaguars eight to one, and Texans forty-four to one. You want to take a shot on the Texans? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, probably not, Matt. No. I mean, the forty-four to one to win the division—that's uh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> you don't see that price too often. No, in the NFL. not a, almost, I, almost You know, I, I'm not sold on the Colts, and I've been a big fan of this organization the last couple of years. I, I just don't know what we're going to get here from Carson Wentz. I think you're optimistic on him as well, but I'd be trying to make a case for the Titans as we approach the season here. All right, the AFC West, the Raiders were basically a play away from sweeping the Chiefs last season. Didn't happen, but they split, and they won in KC. The Chiefs are minus 270 favorites. Uh, Chargers, 5-1. to one. Broncos, plus 750, and the Raiders at about 13-1. to one. Uh, these, Again, these are Circus Sports division prices. Uh, how about the West? Can a team take down the Chiefs? I know you like the Chargers. This I year. do like the Chargers. I I certainly have uh, no problem going against the Chiefs at minus two seventy. Would actually like a no price uh, on that, Matt. I think they are not as vulnerable. Certainly should be the the best team. But again, they've been to the Super Bowl the last couple of years. Do they take this season a little bit slow? Uh, I am a big fan uh, of this Chargers team. I guess we're still not sure. You know, I don't know if Denver would get Aaron Rodgers at this point and make a big impact. But if they did, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, boy, they are certainly a player 
uh, in that division with the um, capable defense they are now. They're, they're worthy as well. Raiders, never know, could come from somewhere uh, with the quarterback that they have. So um, I'd definitely be looking to, to bet one of these underdogs against the Chiefs. All right, that's Aaron Renning at ER Sports 1. Quick break here. NFL training camp opens next week, but we'll talk hoops next, wrap up the NBA, and talk Olympics basketball. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. OddsTrader.com. Let's talk hoops. And uh, you said you didn't make it to Milwaukee for the NBA Finals. You had planned to go there. What was your take on how the Bucks turned the series around after they dropped the first two games? They went four straight, and uh, the Greek freak dominated uh, obviously, in game six, 50 points, and he was unstoppable going to the rim. But what did you see in the final four games of that series? Well, if you have the best player, Matt, and you have the best player by margin in an NBA series, you're always going to have a chance. And certainly an underdog price, you kind of look back and say, wow, you know, you had the best player maybe going right now, I guess the certainly in the top handful of guys, and essentially better players um, when you look at, you know, the big three from Milwaukee with Giannis, uh, Middleton, and Holiday, and uh, against Chris Paul and Booker. Uh, Paul and Booker both have some sort of flaws. So really, that's what it kind of comes down to a lot in the NBA playoffs. I kind of got bamboozled a little bit uh, into the coaching, mat. And how many times uh, have you seen uh, what you would consider maybe a bad coach or a poor coach win a championship? It happens. It does happen. But, but have you ever seen a team win a championship with a poor player leading them? Not really. It just doesn't happen, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, I probably got a little bit into the coaching, and Milwaukee certainly made some better adjustments. It's just kind of strange how it go because the Bucks really threw you for a loop when they got blown out, essentially, or beat in every first game of the series, but were able to adjust and figure it out uh, and come back with really the sheer talent. I mean, Giannis was absolutely uh, phenomenal in that series. And I, I think you give the Bucks a lot of credit here and Giannis uh, because, you know, you see J- the James Hardens, the Anthony Davis, they want to get traded uh, to the team they're on. You never saw anything like that. Giannis, he wanted to win a title for Milwaukee or – Kevin Durant, super team this, uh, LeBron James, super team that. Giannis wasn't no part of that. He wanted to win it uh, how they did. Now, they might be handicapped a little bit uh, moving forward, but, you know, give credit. It was great for the NBA. I mean, I don't know if there's maybe maybe New York is another city that would put on the show like Milwaukee put on. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's great to have some of these other teams obviously contend and win uh, an NBA title. Now, with that said, uh, Matt, uh, the you've had, had a lot of luck to win an NBA title, or it's certainly some things going your way. I'd say the last five years, when you consider the Bucks title, and I think there was five teams that were on par uh, with Milwaukee as far as talent uh, in the NBA. Those teams, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, Utah out of the West, Philadelphia and Brooklyn uh, mm-hmm. out of the East. Essentially, the Bucks didn't play any of those five to win an NBA title. Now, they did play the Nets, but as we know, the Nets uh, were without uh, Kyrie and James Harden much uh, of that series. So give the Bucks a lot of credit. If they had to run into a couple of other of those teams at full strength, I'm not sure we would have the same result. No, that's, the Bucks wouldn't have been there. Let's put it this way. If the Nets' big three did, was not reduced to the big one, KD, mm-hmm. the Nets would have won that series. But again, I don't want to take much away from the Bucks because right. we've seen this happen with a lot of teams. It really the has. The Warriors, uh, the, you know, other teams have gotten lucky on the way to an NBA title mm-hmm. because of injuries to opposing teams. Uh, we could say it happened with the Raptors too, right? Oh, so, I, I mean, yeah. even the Lakers last even year. Lakers, I mean, you know, yeah. Miami got hurt uh, in the finals. They yeah. had a, a very good path. Uh, to get to the NBA Finals. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant gets hurt. Uh, going back, Kyrie was hurt for Cleveland. So it, it's been a big factor in determining the NBA championship. Well, I think that also years. tells Bucks uh, management that, hey, we can't sit still. we got to make moves and try to improve this team next, next season because uh, everybody else is trying right. to get better. 
and the Bucks have to try to get better in the offseason. Yeah, that's going to be a little bit tricky because they are a little bit backed into the corner with yeah. the way they built this team. Well, if you win a championship, man, sometimes they say it's worth mortgaging mm-hmm. right. you know, some of your future. Because, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, the Drew Holiday edition, that paid for itself uh, in what, winning game five. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, that was a done deal for them winning the championship at all. It doesn't matter that they're giving up, what, three number ones, et cetera, coming right. up. First championship for Milwaukee Bucks since 1971. That's before you were born. It was, two years. First Bucks championship of your lifetime. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quick look at Olympic basketball. Uh, Team USA anywhere from about minus 350 to minus $5 to win the gold at the uh, Tokyo Olympics. Uh, Australia has been a popular play with a lot of sharp betters. But Aussies are down from 20 to 1 to about 6 or 7 to 1. Did you make any sort of play on the Olympic basketball? I'm ready to take a little break from basketball (laughs) after after this grind. Uh, Go out and get away from it. I mean, short turnaround, three months. We'll be talking NBA, be betting on the NBA once again. Did look at the rosters. It's, you know, the U.S. roster is, you know, some of these guys are not playing, sitting out, etc. Still overwhelming compared to... Uh, most of these other countries, but they're going to be in a test right away with France. I yeah. mean, France has Gobert, uh, a couple of, you know, uh, Batum, a couple other NBA players as well. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll talk baseball betting when we come back on My Guys in the Desert. Send football betting guides are coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and uh, player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks. Discounts available when you buy both. Now's the time to get yours or sign up for VSEN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. As always, sign up at vsen.com slash subscribe. Vsend.com slash subscribe. We had a uh, a fan from New Jersey outside the studio. So he listens to Vsend every day, and um, hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets a chance to read the uh, college football betting guide because it's going to be stacked with information. You said you worked ten hours yesterday on the AFC East. I worked about ten hours on the Pac-12 conference, mm-hmm. and uh, probably about half that on half of the Big Ten conference. So getting in a lot of college football uh, study this week. So. When you say you work 10 hours on one division, do you do that for every division in the NFL? You just spread it out over like two weeks of work? Or I what? mean, one week. Yeah. You know, it takes about one week uh, to go through everything. But um, I would say, yeah, two and a half, three hours on each team, Matt. I mean, so what's that uh, times 32 teams? About 100 hours of work. And that's just the to get a feel for things. Then you got to go back, you know, really before the season starts. But, you know, that's the thing about – and I'm always a little bit reluctant, Matt, because – um, so much can change between now uh, and the the start of the season. I'm a bit of a procrastinator, if you will, and I'm just like, well, you know, I don't really need this maybe five, six weeks. However, things have certainly changed. I mean, there's so many things that you can bet on uh, in the NFL that you really didn't have access. I remember probably when I first moved to town, you didn't really start thinking about NFL season over under wins till about now. Right. Right. Uh, you know, until about August 1st. A lot of books didn't even have that up. Obviously, these numbers and stuff have been up 
uh, essentially since the NFL draft. There's so many different props uh, you can bet. So, uh, And you're just always a little bit better off to be able to get in there and, and figure it out and, and try to get a, a good number uh, before things change. You know, it's uh, you're right about that. 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago when I first got to Vegas too, I, I don't think you would start – seeing college football win totals or NFL win totals until after July 4th. Yeah, uh, I, I, I always I kind of remember to gauge it because I used to, would always go back to Wisconsin for a family reunion August 1st. And I remember I'd be kind of scrambling trying to bet some NFL season over-under wins at the end of July before I left for my trip. All right, how much baseball capping are you doing? Because I know at some point you uh, shut it down a little bit on baseball betting. You try to take a vacation or you just uh, – it doesn't become positive VV for you anymore. Right. Uh, how are you going to handle uh, the base, the rest of the baseball season? Uh, once again, it was a little bit different for me this year than it would be normally, Matt. Uh, generally, I would uh, handicap baseball uh, April, May, probably into June, shut it down around July 1st, somewhere in there. This year, again, was different because uh, NBA is certainly more important to me. That went till the middle of May. I really wasn't going to do much baseball uh, this year. And then, you know, the talk, uh, what was it, uh, at the beginning of June, about changing the rules mid-season. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, hmm, sounds like a money-making opportunity. Uh, and I'm glad I did. I, I put some work in. I looked at a lot of the spin rates and handicapped some games. Uh, so that what's that been? Almost, almost two months now, I guess six weeks. But I made some money. Uh, I can pay for my summer vacation now, Matt. And uh, today is my last day that I'm doing a daily uh, baseball handicapping. Last day of baseball. That's why we have you in studio today. We're going to talk a little baseball now. Pirates and Giants and the uh, Giants off that dramatic win last night, 5-3 against the Dodgers with the ninth inning comeback. Johnny Cueto is going to get Mm -hmm. to start tonight against Chad Cool. The Pirates have lost four in a row. Total is eight and a half in San Francisco. Cueto right now at the South Point minus 190. Is that too high a price for him or... uh, and is there a little bit of a letdown factor for maybe the Giants off that big series against the Dodgers? Absolutely, Matt. I mean, I I looked uh, right when I was watching the end of that game last night. I wanted to take a peek and see who the Giants were playing today, uh, if they were playing today. Or I guess obviously they would be playing today on a Friday. And, yeah, the Pirates, I think you try to make a case. If you want to put a, at least a small bet here on the Pirates, uh, the Giants would seem vulnerable. What a four-game series against the Dodgers win the last two games, how they did. I mean, that is the huge rival where we've seen like the Padres um, kind of have a letdown after they were playing the Dodgers, etc. As I mentioned, uh, arguably, uh, or at least the first or the second best rivalry uh, in baseball. The Giants are so good. I love this team, Matt, but uh, that doesn't mean that they're going to win every game. They had 35 losses there. Might be 36 after tonight. All right, David Price was uh, considering a bullpen role for the Dodgers. He's going to get the start. Uh, tonight and the uh, Dodgers minus 280 uh, at the South Point total of nine. It's Chichi Gonzalez for the Rockies. Man, the Rockies have been terrible on the road. They are on the road nine and 34, <laughs> and that's why you see the Dodgers jacked up there around. Wow. Uh, Minus three hundred at some books tonight. Did you do anything at all? Well, you total know, is eight. Total, excuse me. Total is nine. I guess it depends how you feel. Kenley Jansen will certainly be not available here tonight for the Dodgers. Maybe that's a positive. Uh, it depends on how some way you look at it. But you know, David Price, as far as you know, going to probably throw maybe four innings here, and for them to be a three dollar favorite, I certainly don't want any part uh, of the Dodgers here. I, I did bet uh, this game over the total. Obviously, the Dodgers bullpen. 
gets worked over once again last night. Uh, but again, Price is not going to go that deep into the game. Chichi Rodriguez has been a, a bet against pitcher uh, for me with the spin rate. Uh, stuff going on. He got beat up, I believe, pretty well in his last start. Overall, six ERA on the season. So I'm going to go over the total of nine, Matt. All right, most intriguing game on the schedule tonight is the Yankees and Red Sox. Given what happened last night at Fenway Park with the Red Sox rallying in the ninth to tie the game, then winning in extras uh, five to four. Garrett Cole's had two recent starts against the Red Sox. July 17th in New York, he went six innings, one earned run, 11 strikeouts and two walks. He was outstanding in that night, uh, that day. Not so much on June 27th at Boston. He went five innings, six runs, five of those earned. He gave up eight hits, two walks, struck out six. So he got bombed in a 9-2 to loss there. How do you look at Garrett Cole matching up against uh, Erod and the Red Sox tonight at Fenway? Uh, right now at South Point, grab the Yankees if you like Cole at plus 108, total of 8.5. Yeah, I think Cole, 23 strikeouts in his last two starts as well. So he's pitched better. And that right. was against uh, Boston and Houston, uh, I believe. And, uh, of course, you look at the ERAs of both these guys. Cole, 263 on the year, 519 for Rodriguez. However, um, Cole is a guy that I had earmarked to kind of go against. You've seen him struggle at times. Uh, since the start of June, uh, obviously a guy that was using some sort of substance to enhance his pitching. Uh, Rodriguez, a guy that I've actually been trying to bet on. I've been trying to bet these change-up pitchers, guys that you can be pretty sure that they were not cheating. Uh-huh. I think Rodriguez, that guy, his numbers, peripheral numbers are certainly better than that 519 ERA. I actually bet this game over. Uh, the eight and a half, Matt. I, I think you can probably make a case and try to get involved with the Red Sox as well. All right, let's take a quick break here on My Guys in the Desert. Tough Hedeman is going to join us next. Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame bull rider. He's going to be at the South Point this weekend. He's got some stories to tell. He joins us in a couple minutes. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. From the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info you need. Uh, we're going to talk more baseball betting in hour number two. We have a special guest on the line who's going to join us here in a few seconds. Uh, ER, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Cleveland Indians' new nickname, the Cleveland Guardians. Did you hear about that today? I did not. The Indians announced their new nickname, and it's not, going, it's not getting rave reviews, let's put it that way. The, the Cleveland Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians because of, I, I, boy, in Cleveland, you think you would be able to come up with something uh, a little bit better than that. Matt, me and you could probably think the next 10 minutes and come up with something better than that. I was stunned when I heard that today. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. It was a joke, but it's not. All right, let's go to the phones now. And uh, Tough Hedeman joins us. This weekend is going to be uh, a big weekend here at the South Point. Uh, four-time world champion, pro rodeo Hall of Famer, Tuff Hedeman returns to uh, the South Point Arena and Equestrian Center for a live performance Saturday, July 24th. We haven't had many of these live performances in the past uh, year and a half. Tough, and uh, as a guy who's gone through a lot of airports here the past few weeks, I sympathize with the issues you're having today dealing with uh, canceled and delayed flights. Have you made your way to Vegas yet? I'm I'm. I'm... I'm almost there. I'm just, I'm, I'm one flight away. No, tra- tra- traveling by air these days is not pleasant nor fun. Yeah, definitely a lot of complications. I've had to deal with that. Uh, so hopefully you make it to Vegas uh, soon. When was the last time you were able to uh, to hold a show? Uh, you obviously run the uh, Tough Heat and Bolt Riding Tour. When was the last time you were able to hold a show? And uh, what do you expect for this one Saturday night at the South Point? Well, Actually, last weekend uh, I, I did the first event that I've done since uh, a year ago. September I did the South Coast State Fair because South Dakota, you know, they they didn't shut down. But uh, last weekend at El Paso uh, was an event that I've done for years, just like Vegas, which is typically uh, done in, in February and. Uh, we had a sold out, sold out crowd, and probably one of the best events that uh, that that I've ever done. And I've been doing events since you know the, the early '90s. So I expect to have a great turnout at South Point. I, I think I, well, I know people are ready to get out and about, and uh, you know we got a great lineup of guys and bulls, and you know there's no better place to to watch an event. Uh, like this than, than the South Point. 
most recognizable Cowboys in the world, obviously. And I want to talk to you about a little bit of your background. But tell us who's going to be here Saturday at the South Point. And uh, for those who show up to watch the show, what they are going to see. Well, we'll take, we'll, we'll take uh, you know, t- 24 guys. They'll all compete once. And uh, the top 12 advance to the semifinals. And then we end with the, what we call the final four shootout. And that's usually you'll see the, you know, the best rides of the night in the last three or four, those are the guys that have, you know, kind of the last man standing kind of thing, got got great bulls. I probably, you know, we, we've got guys, we, we got guys coming from Brazil, we got a Canadian, we got, you know, a lot of American guys. Cody, Cody Jesus, the, the young kid from, he's from Window Rock, Arizona. He's extremely talented. Uh, you know, he, he's, probably the guy to watch but you know there's you know the, the every one of these guys you know have have the talent and the ability to, that that they could win uh some of them have to get a little lucky and draw draw some bulls that kind of fit fit their style so to speak but cody's a guy that doesn't matter you know what kind of bull he gets he He's very versatile, and that's that's what makes him so good. I know this event's going to be uh, close to a sellout Saturday. They do have GA tickets available, and it's going to be a Saturday night, South Point uh, Hotel and Casino at the uh, Arena and Equestrian Center, 7 to 9 p.m., uh, the Tough Heatman uh, Bull Riding Tour. And, uh, okay, so let's talk about this. Your background, you're the PRCA Bull Riding World Champion, 86, 89, and 91, the PBR World Champion in 1995. And uh, you, you founded the Tough Edelman Bull Riding Tour, and this thing's been a success. Also, you're a Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer, and you were inducted in 1997. Uh, you started at, I looked at this uh, last night, you started bull riding, uh, started in rodeo at a very early age, didn't you? Yeah, I, I started riding small cows when I was about four years old. <laughs> you know, just ne- never outgrew it. You know, the, the, the older and the bigger... I got the bigger the animal got, and you know, by the time I was probably 16, you riding the same size of, of animals, bulls that you know that, that you'll see this weekend. Certainly not the the caliber, but 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 the size. I, you know, I would tell people I I grew up doing it, and you know, didn't have any idea how 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 dangerous it was. But it's just a uh, it's it's a it's a thrill to, you know, the, the same feeling I had on my first ride at age four was the same feeling I had when I got on my last bull at age 35, which is a rush of adrenaline that you just can't really explain. I guess the only thing that I could compare it to, I got to fly an F-16 with the Thunderbirds one time. So that's something that kind of get, get, give me the same kind of jolt and excitement and, that bull riding did. I bet. I actually uh, rode a mechanical bull once. How about you, Aaron Renning? Have you ever been to the rodeo, or uh, have you had a chance? I've seen uh, rodeo shows in Vegas and Reno, and they're actually pretty cool. Uh, no, I, it would be. I mean, I, it's it's kind of all walks of life uh, that people that can go to a rodeo. I, I I can't say that I've ever been to one, which is surprising since I've been to Ve- in Vegas for 20 years. Tough. Uh, I was going to ask you. you know, the, it, the one thing I will say about our uh, mm-hmm. you know, a bull riding event, in, in, in particular ours, is that you don't have to know anything about bull riding. You don't have to have a hat. You don't have to, you know, to to enjoy it. And 
kind of appreciate it because it's it's nonstop action. You know, it's, it's a it's a fairly fast paced event, but you know, a guy's got to ride a bull. You know, in order to get a score, he's got to stand for eight seconds with one hand, and the high score wins. But you know, and if you're a very knowledgeable fan, you know the guys, you know why a guy got a certain score, and you, you'll enjoy it just just as much. So, it, what we do is try to make sure that it's fun, it's it's entertaining. You know, we use a little pyro and music to start it off, and uh, then we roll right through it. But like I said, you you don't have to know anything about it to have have fun. That's what that's what we like to do is have a good time. Now these are these are entertaining events. There's no question about it. I was going to say, is is there a sport that's more physical uh, than pro rodeo? Is there a, is there anything I would, you would think football or UFC? How does rodeo compare to those sports in terms of uh, being more physical and how how tough you have to be to compete? Yeah, I mean, it, it, certainly you have to be, you know, physically physically tough. I mean, the thing about bull riding, the actual riding isn't that stressful or physical on on your body but at some point in time you you have to get off so (laughs) that's if you make a successful ride and you get off you know when you want and how you want you know certainly lessens the chance of you being injured or hit or getting knocked around and so uh but you got to be you got to be pretty tough to to ride bulls at, at, at this level because it's uh he's talking the animals you know bulls away anywhere from probably thirteen or fourteen hundred pounds up to almost a ton and uh when they when they're jumping high in the air and they come down and you happen to be underneath them it's there's a lot of not good things that can happen to you <laughs> yeah I bet. Uh, yeah, like I said, football, mixed martial arts. How about hockey, rugby, rodeo? I mean, those got to be the toughest sports. Yeah. Are, are you a big football? I don't football? know if you ever heard. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't know if you ever heard of There's a guy that used to be a – he was a sports writer and did uh, – one of the first guys that ever did sports radio was a guy named Randy Galloway. He, sure, yeah. He's from Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's, he's a good friend of mine. And he always said – the, the toughest athletes in the world are, he said, bull riders and then hockey players. So, and he's uh, he covered all the all the major sports, but what a character he is. Yeah, I actually believe that. Go ahead. Tough, you have to tell us uh, what's the tell us the story of the toughest bull you ever rode. Got to be bodacious. Oh, yeah, that would probably be bodacious. I mean, he was just a big. He was a big bad guy. He he was a bit kind of a monstrous type that you know even you know most all the even all the good guys were were afraid of him. I just unfortunately I just I don't think I'm smart enough to be afraid of him. I was I was kind of <laughs> welcome the challenge, you know, and uh, I I attempted to ride him four times and uh, I was one out of four. <laughs> so I guess at, at the end of the day, he was better than me. But but uh, I rode him in Long Beach. So it scored 95, probably the best ride I'd ever made. A year later, I had him at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, and I I was very confident that I was going to be 95 again. And 
I jump out of shooting. He he threw his head back and hit me in the face and literally broke every bone in my face and and spent a little time in the hospital in Vegas. Had about thirteen hours of reconstructive surgery. And the bad thing is that I figured all that time and all the reconstruction. Uh, that that I was going to be made better looking than I was, but I'm still <laughs> ugly. That, 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 that was the worst part. Man, well, I wish we could talk football with you, too. We're out of time. I guess I'll say just good luck catching that flight to Vegas and uh, look forward to the show Saturday night in the South Point. Thanks for the time, Tough. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Y'all have a great day. All right, appreciate it. Tough Hedeman joins us, and uh, again, Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame bull rider in the big show Saturday night here at the South Point if uh, you want to stop by. Quick break, hour number two. Chris Andrews joins us next. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.